Savior, King of us all, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, to me the glory forever. Amen. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sister sent him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus, so when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. These things he said after that, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps. But I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I, will, I know what that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way, and secretly called Mary her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. And as soon as she heard that she arose, quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house, and comforting her when they saw that Mary rose up quickly, and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying, to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping,
He groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept, then the Jews said, See how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man, who opened the eyes of the blind, also keep this man from dying? Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me, but because the people are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot, with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And he said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary, and seen the things that Jesus did, believed in him. Glory be to God forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The raising of Lazarus is one of the most recognizable stories in the Gospel. And it's one of the events in the Gospel that very clearly shows uh, the divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's one of the purposes of this story being recorded and our Lord Jesus Christ performing this miracle to, to show His divinity, especially to show a sort of a foreshadowing of His own uh, resurrection. But this morning I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the encounter between our Lord Jesus Christ and uh, the sisters of, of uh, Lazarus, Mary and Martha. You can imagine, Martha, is, Martha and Mary are, are friends of our Lord Jesus Christ. They know Him very well. You can imagine them sort of in their home, pacing, wondering where Christ is. And how many times they probably asked that question over the four days where they were waiting for Him after or while, here, while Lazarus was sick and after their brother died. He comes down with some illness and nobody can do anything for him. And then you can imagine the sisters are thinking, well, nobody can do anything for him except our friend Christ. How many times has he reached out his hand and the blind people saw or the lame person walked? If there's anybody that can give hope to us for Lazarus, it would be... Jesus. So she sent word that uh, to our Lord Jesus Christ that his friend is sick. And if Jesus really was the friend that he professed to be, of course he was supposed to come. But she waited and Lazarus got worse. And she waited and Lazarus died. And she waited and Lazarus was buried. Our Lord Jesus Christ actually healed the paralytic and he didn't even know him. He healed the blind man who is just a face in the crowd. Of course, he's going to come and heal his friend. At least this is what 
the thinking of Mary and Martha. But still, you can imagine the thoughts tormenting them. Where is he? Did they maybe misjudge our Lord Jesus Christ? Had he been to their house, eaten from their table, slept under their roof? Did that mean anything to him? Maybe it did. We thought it did, but maybe it didn't. And then eventually she, they, they gotten to hear word that our Lord Jesus Christ finally is arriving in Bethany. And Martha actually, she couldn't help herself. And she was on her feet, she's rushing to meet Christ. And the thought that's in her mind, in her heart, was already on her lips. And this is what she says and is recorded in the Gospel. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. I don't think it was said with a, with a mean or a vindictive spirit, but I don't think it's just a, simply a statement of fact either. You know, there, there's, a, there's sort of a, a bit of, you know, where were you? She's disappointed in Christ. She maybe feels betrayed. And I'm sure the question, even though it wasn't asked, is sort of in her heart and in her eyes. Like, when you heard he was sick, why didn't you come then? And how often in our own lives have we heard, you know, if God existed, such and such would never have happened? Or how often are we guilty of dealing with God in that very same way, demanding to know why He doesn't do what we want, the way we want, and when we want it done. And then she said this amazing thing, something that shows volumes about her character and about her faith. She said, but I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. So she's saying, Christ, I might not understand what you've done. I might not be able to explain it. I might not like it. But even now, I still believe that you are capable of anything. And so we should ask ourselves the same question. Do we have the same belief? Am I convinced that even now, He is able to do anything for me? What do you believe that God can do through His work in the church, through the Holy Spirit, through the power of the sacrament. All we have to do is look and see what He's done in the past to see what He can do in the future. Because what He did yesterday, He's capable of doing today. God can very much do the impressive. If you look, for example, uh, in the story of Gideon, most of you, I'm sure, know the story very well. The time of, in, the, in the people of Israel that they had were coming under foreign rule. This is in the book of Judges. And the Midianites conquered Israel. And they made a habit of burning their fields. And in a situation like that, you need a hero. And then along comes Gideon with his 32,000 men. And God says, you could defeat the Midianites all by yourself, but this is not what I want. Tell those who are afraid to go home. And 22,000 left. And so he had 10,000. And, and, and God said to Gideon, that's still too many. And then if you remember the story, he made them drink from the stream and the people who sort of took the water from their cupped hands, he kept. And there was only left with them 300. And then God says to Gideon, with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other men go and each to his own place. And he did. And that's impressive. And God can do the impressive. But actually, this is not even necessarily the impossible. The, the 300 men, they surround the Midianite camp, they confuse them with clay pots and loud noises and things like that, and they end up defeating the Midianites. God does impressive things in the history of His work of salvation in the world, and God does impressive things in our lives. You know, for example, He dealing with 
uh, our sin, healing us from sins of, of anger, helping our relationships with our spouses or our children. People who prayed for work and found a perfect job, this is impressive. People have been sick and people prayed for them and they got better, it's impressive. God answers prayers in an impressive way, but none of those things were impossible. People have found a perfect job without praying. Sick people get better even though you don't pray. Relationships have been restored without God. But He does do impressive things in answer to our prayers. So are there situations in our life that you need to say, even now I believe that God can do something impressive for me. Maybe you feel like you're at the end of your rope for something, frustrated about a situation, you feel only a miracle could help. God is still performing miracles even till today. God does the impressive. Actually throughout the Bible, we read how God stepped in and helped His people. Right? Abraham, David, Solomon, Joshua, Moses, Daniel. Each one of them have amazing events in their lives that God did impressive work for them and for their people. And even today, there are people who would confirm that God does the impressive. But actually more than that, as we see from this, like this recording of this event, that God can even do the impossible. Our Lord Jesus Christ's friend Lazarus becomes ill and his sisters send news to him. And they don't actually ask Jesus to come. But of course, judging by their reaction, they expected him to come. Not only did they expect him to come, but they expected him to come and heal their brother. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Actually, both of the sisters said something along those lines. You would think that, that with expectations like that, knowing our Lord Jesus Christ the way we know Him, that we, He would have rushed to be with the sisters. Or knowing that He wouldn't have made it in time, maybe He could have done something like healed Lazarus from a distance. Actually, just yesterday we read the gospel of the healing of the centurion servant. He didn't even go and see the centurion servant, and our Lord Jesus Christ healed him. He could have done this. If you read the events that we just read in the Gospel, our Lord Jesus Christ, it says that Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazar and, and Lazarus, yet when He heard Lazarus was sick, He stayed there where He was two more days. When Jesus heard the news his friends, that His friend was already dead and ready to be buried, then He came. Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. So even though it would appear that Martha sort of saying like she's reprimanding our Lord Jesus Christ for not being there sooner, she tells them, it's not too late because even now you can perform a miracle. And so the question I should ask myself is, could I say those same things to God? You know, imagine her standing next to her brother's tomb, expressing a faith, a type of faith in God. Because her statement actually is not saying, I believe that our Lord Jesus Christ is going to raise him from the dead. But actually her statement is sort of saying, I trust you even if you don't. You know, I, I was listening to a story about a, a woman who's talking to her friend and her, the woman, her, her son had cancer. And, and the, the friend made a comment, you know, like, maybe God is going to be good to you and, and heal your son. And the mother said something so amazing. She said, God is good whether he heals my son or not. God is good whether He heals my son or not. And that is what Martha was saying. Even now I believe that you can do anything. But of course the story doesn't end there because our Lord Jesus Christ goes to the tomb, raises Him from the grave after four days and He's brought back to life. That's not only impressive, that's not only improbable, but it's also impossible that people don't come back to life. 
And this doesn't happen. But it did. And so we see the reality of what the archangel uh, Gabriel told to, to St. Mary during the Annunciation, for nothing is impossible with God. And Christ saying the same thing, echoing those same words, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And God can still do the impossible today. People can change their behavior, but only God can change the heart. What have I been told, or what do I think in my mind is impossible in my life? Could I say those same words with Martha that even now, I believe that you can do anything. Can you see that there is hope for you if you put your faith and your trust in God? You know, the other part of this, the, this story that the church fathers contemplate on and that I'll close with, which is some, along the lines of having the faith that God can make a difference and that God can change us and that God can uh, turn us from, from evil into, into His goodness and into light. The church fathers take a look at the, the three accounts of our Lord Jesus Christ raising somebody from the dead. If you remember the three accounts of who he raised from the dead and how and why, he raised a, a little girl from the dead who actually she had just passed away. And remember our Lord Jesus Christ said she's asleep and they kind of mocked her and made fun of him, or mocked him and made fun of him and, she ro and he rose her from the dead. And then another the passage that records our Lord Jesus Christ raising someone from the dead is the, the son of the widow at Nain. That person was dead, and that person was taken out of the, the house, in, uh, was already in a casket, and was being taken out to be buried. And then Lazarus, who is after four days, uh, was dead for four days, and, and he was buried, wrapped in grave clothes, and according to the sisters, probably by at that point, had a stench, and God raised them from the dead. And the church fathers look at this and they say, this death we can look at as a metaphor or as an analogy of our own uh, state of our spirituality and that God is willing to heal us at any state of our uh, so-called death, right? I could be sort of in sin in, a, in, a, in, in sort of a, a small way in that I have just recently fallen into sin and God can heal me and God can raise me. I could be fallen into sin, become habits in my life and when I come back to God in repentance, He can heal me and He can raise me. Right? I could be in sin, deeply in sin, in habits, in, in everywhere in my life, nothing but evil. But the moment I come back to God, God can heal me. Even if I have stench, even if I'm wrapped in grave clothes, and God can raise me and heal me. And so this story is, is one of hope. This story is one of having faith in God that if I call to Him, that I have faith in Him, that He is going to heal me from my sickness, from my diseases, both spiritual and, and physical. May we have the strength, the perseverance, the faith to ask God to lift up our hearts, to ask for that change in our lives. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Bless.